Hi, and welcome to another episode of No Life Like Shore Life. This is another part in our series where we introduce amateur riders from Europe. And my guest today is someone who was highly requested by many of our followers, readers, listeners. And I would like to welcome Sophie Gilio. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Sophie, is that right? Yeah, you are perfect. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you for joining me. Can you tell everyone a little bit about yourself? So first of all, thank you so much uh, for your invitation. Uh, my name is Sophie Gio. <laughs> I grew up uh, in the French part of Switzerland. I am 38 years old. Um, I am mom of a two-year-old boy and I own three quarter horses. And I am also uh, an independent real estate broker in Switzerland. Oh, wow. I just was a little bit shocked because you told me you're 38 and I was like, Wait, what? Because you look so much younger. That's crazy. Oh, you are the best. Thank you so much. And you, you but, said you have three quarter horses, but I only know of two. So who's the third one? So I have Power in a Canyon, uh, a baby moonshine. It's a power thing. And also Zip and Certain, uh, aka Wanda, which is, um, yeah, the owner was uh, Laura Krak and Pierre Krak. But she was injured, so we don't really, really show her at the moment. So it will take time. So maybe she would be back in the shopping. We don't know yet. So we'll see. Oh, yeah, sure. Of course. I totally forgot about her because I, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I always picture you with Kenny. That's how you call power in the canyon, right? Yes, exactly. Yes. And how did you get involved with Western riding in the first place? So actually, my family doesn't have any connection with horses at all. Uh, but as long as I remember, I was always very attracted to horses, like every little girl, I think. <laughs> so my parents didn't have choice to let me start riding when I was four years old. And um, I rode English for a few years, and then I started to jump. And uh, I get a little bit afraid of jumping and riding. Uh, but luckily I met a person who had a quarter horse and I really fell in love with that breed straight away. So I moved uh, into the German part of Switzerland and I had the chance to find a trainer, like a Western trainer who took me to the SBRA. It's like EW uh, shows in Switzerland. Oh yeah, the, and, the open uh, breed, right? The open breed exactly, association. Yeah, exactly. Yes, um, and then uh, I met my sweet Kenny with him. So, and it was a definition of uh, love at the first sight. Since then, I would never go back to English riding because I love the quarter horses and the mind. And so it's why I do Western riding actually, so. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I can understand that. But how old was Kenny when you got her? So she was three year old. They just started her. So she could walk, trot, lope, turn, stop. <laughs> it was pretty, pretty much everything. And um, the trainer made the futurity in Switzerland. And I think she was four years old. And I remember I saw her live because I was not allowed to ride her before the futurity. But I saw her in the Chopin and I was like, I was so in love with her. I don't know. It was really... A connection I don't know what happened and uh, I remember she was the best horse 
around and uh, I only have her in my mind. And it's a funny fact because I think two years ago, um, I found uh, the tapes and <laughs> I saw this run. She did uh, the trail Futurity in Switzerland. And it was really like a bowling game. She was she was hitting all the poles and it was such a bad run. <laughs> but I didn't remember that because she was the one. So yeah, it's very funny. It's a funny story, I think. <laughs> and ever since you've been like this inseparable team, I think I can hardly picture you without her. I know, I know, I know. She's She's very special. I mean... She was always there for me for so many years. I mean, now it's it's been 15 years and we shared so many special moments together. I mean, the um, very emotional ones, uh, the happiest moments in my life and, um, and also the most difficult ones. Were, like when I, my dad passed away, um, yeah, it was pretty tough because he was the one who, who pushed me to go to the international level, like the Q12 for the European Championship uh, 2013. And uh, the year after he passed, so I said, no, I don't want to show anymore because it was too tough. He was, he was really there for me. But Kenny said, hey, we are not done yet. We have to go forward. And, and yeah, she's a true partner. You know, during the winter, she's like my pet. But uh, during show season, she's like a really sport partner. You know what I mean? She, uh, she gives me everything when I mm. need her. <laughs> I'm so sorry to hear that. I didn't know that. But it's kind of, you know, it's a little bit of a comfort to know you have a four-leg partner by your side. And as you say, someone who can be your pet and can be a very competitive partner. On the other hand, it's kind of a perfect combination, right? Yeah, it's, it's very, very special, I think, in our sports because um, we have to have the true connection with our horses, uh, yeah, for riding and for showing. It's not like having a dog. I mean, you can pet a dog and you, go, you can also pet a horse, but when you have to go on the back and trust him or her, uh, it's like a little bit different, but I really like it. I really like it. It's very challenging, I think. But there is no shortcuts to have a good bond with your horse. I mean, you really have to take time. So you know that with your youngster also, I think, because yeah, just be at the barn and take time, pet him and um, having fun and also be serious, <laughs> you know. Yeah. But yeah, it takes time. <laughs> but it's so cool because you've had her for such a long time and you've been really successful. I think you've been European champion in showmanship that I know of for sure. Horsemanship as well, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And Golden uh, Series sure. champion so many times and so many other titles. And you, as you just said, it always feels like Kenny's not done yet. She always seems so motivated. And I mean, she's not super old, but she's one of the older horses in the amateur <laughs> classes, course. right? Of course. I always tell myself, so should I go one more season? Should I go... Because my goal last year was to go to the European with her and then to be done. But the European were canceled. <laughs> and uh, this year was like, should I go again? And so we just came back from the Swiss championship and she was really like a lion there because she just liked it so much. You know, 
being prepared and then showing because she really shows in a way that she shines in the shop and like um she's doing everything i want and she knows and she knows it you know so but every time at every show before every shows i'm like should i go again or should but she really shows me that she wants to go and i am sure that the day will come that i will know that it's okay we are done we did so many things together i think yeah she she had all the title i could ever have a dream of you know so but i i, I think she showed me because when she was off when she had the, the baby when moonshine was six months old we had the futurity in switzerland and we just showed the halter with him so we took kenny and she was so happy to be in the Chopin again after her pregnancy break. She was like, she, yeah, she was really shiny. She was, oh, everybody's looking at me. I'm beauty again. You know, you know what I mean? This feeling, she was so um, excited to be there again. So I said, okay, maybe it's not the time to retire her, you know? So yeah. we'll see. We'll see. As long as she's happy and healthy, everything is fun because she knows her job so good so let's have fun and we'll see what the future has you know <laughs> yeah and she doesn't have to prove herself you know you can just go no. out there and have fun because she's done everything and I think I have only witnessed you two in real life at a moment where you were already like on top of your game but can you tell me a little bit about the journey like did you have years were you, oh. you know, oh, yeah. had to struggle or were you, you know, I mean, you don't get perfect from, you know, overnight, but to me, it kind of seemed like that. <laughs> Thank you, Leonie. <laughs> no, no, it took us a lot of time. I mean, um, the first European title, she was 10 year old and I started showing her when she was five year old. So I took a lot of time. For example, when I was showing horsemanship, she was not able to stay quiet uh, just beside the cone because she just wanted to go and she was like all, almost dancing and she was not quiet. And yeah, because she's so sensitive, she, she, she really wants to do it good. It took me a lot of years to set a, settle her down, you know, also with showmanship and the setup, she's always She wanted to, to, to move her feet a lot of time because she wanted to be perfect. And uh, so, yeah, it, it took me a lot of years. And also for the, for the lead, lead changes, because she, she used to change for, I don't know, for five years in front and then behind. So it was never perfect, but, and I did all by myself. So it took us a lot, a lot of time, but I think now it's our strengths because It's not a trainer who made her. It's more like our team who made us, you know, it's a little bit different. Yes, it's more like do it yourself. And was that, you know, the bond that you have? Was that a reason that you wanted a baby out of her? Because you just mentioned Moonshine before. Exactly. Actually, it was a little bit selfish because I really want to have um, a legacy from her because I could not imagine that one day she will be gone and I will be all by myself so yeah it was a little bit selfish to say oh I want to have her blood to be 
with me <laughs> for more years. So yeah, actually it was it was the idea and uh, but she was a really nice mom. She was really really a good mom. She took good care of Moonshine and then when when it was time, she was okay to let him be independent and uh, I think he's very good in his mind because of her. Uh, yeah, we took a lot of risks with her when she was pregnant because she had an uh, infection. We had some big vet bills, I would say. Oh, no. But yeah, she was there and she was, uh, yeah, but maybe two days before um, Moonshine was born, the vet told me, so now maybe you have to choose between your mare or the foal. And I said, no, no, no. <laughs> No, no, uh, of, of course I would choose the mayor, but we have to find a solution for sure. So yeah, I would not do it again, but I'm so happy I have really, really happy. And uh, I could ride him at the summer show last year with Andrea Schmidt and he's so like her. I mean, so easy to understand how he's doing. You know what I mean? He's, mm. he's really like her. So very sensitive with the mouth, with the, the legs and everything. So I know he's not a very easy horse. Like she was not very easy at the beginning, but um, maybe it will be easier for me to have him when when he would be back home. So, so that's good. Yeah, it sounds like, you know, even if they're both kind of sensitive, you know what to do because you know her so well, right? So you kind of know your job with him. Exactly. Exactly. That's uh, that's the idea. So, but I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> you never know with horses, right? That's true. But what are your plans with him? He's currently in training, right? Yes. Yeah, so actually, Andrea Schmidt is uh, training him, and um, and she's doing a great job because as I told you, he's very sensitive and uh, not so easy to train because he's not very cold in his mind. But Andrea is having a lot of passions and what I really like with her program is that the same program then as Michael Colvin so which is perfect for me because I really really like his program the idea is that she finish um, a little bit the training before the Q21 in Aachen and then he will come back to me in Switzerland mm. and my goal with him is to have a good all-round horse I mean I saw him I guess he would be a really good Western rider horse. So he's very talented for the lead changes. But I have a lot of time, so I don't want to rush things like with Kenny. So we have plenty of time and we see what the future has in store for us. So yeah, we'll see. <laughs> no that pressure. I don't want to, to put any pressure because yeah, nothing is good with pressure, right? <laughs> That's true. It, it just doesn't work if you apply pressure, right? Yeah, exactly. But you, you just mentioned Michael Colvin and that you like his program. And as far as I know, you have shown in the United States in the past and you were kind of under his guidance, right? Yes, yes. He's really one of the best we have in, um, in the industry right now. And he's very uh, like um, European in his heart. Maybe I can say that. So he's very open-minded because he lived in Italy for a few years and it's very okay to be in US and then come for a few days in, in Europe and yes he's really fun and I learned so much as a writer and as a show exhibitor because he has a really a very clear program 
and, and very precise also, which is great for me because, you know, I'm from Switzerland. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Everything has to, be, has to be clear and precise. So I, I, I like it a lot. And what I loved when I show um, in the States was when, when you see how many good trainers or writers, it, it pushes you to be better. So um, I remember also one of the, the best, I saw the best amateur and they were super open to welcome newcomers or outsiders like me. And I also remember a few of my role models. They even remember my name and watch my patterns and then gave me some suggestions. And I was really so happy with that. So I think, yeah, it's something I try to do it in Europe also because it makes a big difference because even just a simple smile when you're in a big show arena like in Kreutz, yeah, it makes a big difference, I think. Yeah, I like I like the way Americans are, you know, it's it's a very easygoing way because everything is, is so simple. So maybe sometimes they say it's a little bit fake or even even if it's fake, but it if you feel very comfortable with that and yeah, why not? Why not to do the same in Europe, you know? Yeah, I think being friendly is always key. And I have to be curious and ask, who were your role models? <laughs> so I was very lucky because when I was the first time in US, um, Michael Corwin was with Clint Antwoord. So it was with Tony Underman, uh, Meg De Palma and... Um, also, I met Angela Wade. So it was big names for me, like big amateur names for me. And I was so lucky to train showmanship with Tony for all my all my runs in OKC. So it was, yeah, such a good input for me because I, I remember my stepmom, she was, Rosemary, she was telling me, oh, you know, Tony is running so good in showmanship. You, you should do the same. Yeah, I try. I try. I try to do the same, but <laughs> but yeah, it was so much fun because when you see this kind of guy working behind the scene, you understand more how it takes to be on the top, you know? Yeah. So and and they were so friendly with me, and even the the year after when I came back, they always. Oh, Sophie from Switzerland, so happy uh, that you are back. And really, you, you feel like home because you're not, um, yeah, they're just friendly with, with each other. I, I mean, it maybe it's not the same for everyone, but at least if you can feel comfortable, that's good. <laughs> yeah. And it's, I think it's important because the, this world can be so scary and confusing if you're new. I mean, you're not new, new, but, you know, if someone's really a newcomer, they can be so mm -hmm. confused. And it's really important to, you know, give them the feeling that they can approach you and ask questions and, yeah, exactly. kind of help them get into the sport because, I don't know, it's just so much, right? Yes, exactly. And, and uh, you know, in Switzerland, I think it's the same also in Germany because we have a lot of uh, um, jumping shows, so a lot. And uh, also here where I live, it's, there is also the Swiss Championship. And sometimes I go and, and, and see the, the show and it's really fun to watch. But when I see all these 
jumping riders, I feel like when they look at you, you are like a little little girl. They don't really, I don't know how to say that, but it's so unfriendly. And yeah, just remember that we are just old people. We are just united by horses. And we, we really love horses since day one for a lot of people like us. So it's not, it's not a contest who has the, the, the most money or who, is the, who has the best horse or whatever. At the end, it's just a passion. Yeah, we, we should share a passion, but not being on com- competition. I think it's, it's a little bit cheesy, I know, but uh, that's the way I see the, these kind of things. <laughs> yes, I agree, because I feel like equestrians are a small group and everyone mm-hmm. who's in the Western industry is an even smaller group and then you have the people who only do the all-around and that's like a really really small group and if mm-hmm. you start fighting within that small group it just creates a bad vibe and I mean you can't be friends with everybody but I feel like everyone should be polite to everybody it's you know the least you can do so exactly and yeah. exactly and when I see all the all the riders who are in crate for me I have a lot of respect for all of them I mean because we worked so much to be there and um, yeah I have a lot of respect maybe just that and and just be polite and say hello and bye and you don't I know that a lot a lot of writers are very tensed or maybe they have a lot of pressure and when they have a lot of pressure they don't smile don't look very open to talk or anything but I I, I totally understand but Maybe just a smile at the end of the day can really change something. I don't know. Absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) But you just mentioned pressure. And I wonder how you deal with pressure. Because usually when I'm not in Croyd and I watched a live stream with my best friend and we watched the showmanship and we're like, okay, Sophie's in the class. So I bet she's going to be on top or on second place. And I feel like you know that probably that people think that, that you will do good. So how do you deal with this kind of pressure? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's not that easy, but um, my dad used to tell me, just be in your bubble. When you show, just do that and, and do the best that you can do, actually. But in fact, I'm not a very competitive person. My goal is more to be a better writer every time. So I try to beat myself every time you know what I mean I can watch 100 times the video of my horsemanship equitation or showmanship I always find something I would like to correct I'm I'm very picky and very hard on myself so it's not about pressure around me it's more a pressure with me (laughs) you know what I mean it's a little bit um hard to explain but I can um, understand I can understand yeah So I'm totally okay if, if somebody has a really nice pattern or was really better. I think it's very good for our sport to have beautiful rounds and to have a really high level of competition. And I think that's since few years, uh, the level very, very higher. So I think we have very good horses, very solid patterns and very solid uh, amateurs. So that's really fun to, to see Yes, and I think many of the amateurs right now are actually having their horses at home or, you know, at least partly parts of a year. So that you don't have like too many of those amateur riders that just have their horse in training and, you know, 
go there once a month or anything you have more like those people who actually ride every day or you know most days a week and do their job and get support from a trainer and i think that's kind of cool yeah i i love this way actually but also i think that if you want to show like equitation or showmanship or horsemanship you really have to spend hours on the saddle or with your horse but if you show maybe pleasure or hunter you can have a really good trainer which prepared the horse for you and for the competition but if you really want to have a good connection in horsemanship you you have to spend um, hours in the saddle right <laughs> there's no shortcut in horsemanship no or shortcut. showmanship or equitation no. yeah in those you know classic amateur events i would say that's absolutely true because you know you you can probably learn everything you need for the classes to a certain extent but you don't get the bond and i think at the moment in croyd we are at a level where everyone knows their technique and everyone knows how to ride but the people who win are actually those who have a bond and know exactly what their horse is going to do in every situation most situations you know it's still a horse but <laughs> <laughs> yes of course i'm really 100% agree with you because i'm sure that at the end of the day if you have a good level of competition and you have the maybe the same rides or the, the difference would be made by the the bond you have with your horse i mean because if you know your horse and if the horse trusts you i think you can do really beautiful things which is great because at the end you don't have to have a world a world champion horse or congress champion horse because uh, you can also ride a horse like i remember i think It was at the US World Show maybe five years ago. It was really um, like a very not special horse who won the showmanship, but he was yeah. like, wow, the little remember that? Yeah. Uh, no, it was not the rainer. It was a big uh, uh, black horse. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I it was Sydney Schenker or something yeah. like this. And it was like a 2000 value horse. And she won the US showmanship. So, and, and if you look at, at the pattern, you're like, wow. <laughs> yeah. So it, it's what, what I love about uh, our sport. So if you work and yeah, you give yourself a lot of passion, almost obsession with improvement, you know, like being all the time and, and want to be better all the time. So you can achieve so much you have no idea <laughs> yeah i think that's a really important point you make because i feel like people are concentrating very much on the quality of the horses which is good because it kind of improves the breed in a way but it mm -hmm. also specializes it but you still can be so successful with you know a horse that does not move exceptionally a horse that just you know moves normal if you put in the work and i think That's so important. And I think it's especially true for me, at least with the showmanship, because I feel like when riding, you have, you can use your legs, your hands, your voice, your seat, your body position. But in showmanship, you only have one hand you can use. You don't have your legs that you can actually use. You can use your body to a whole lesser extent. So that's what makes it so challenging for me. And that's why I love it so much, because it's such a challenge to control. I'm saying that with like, you know, little quotation marks, but to control such a big animal 
with so tiny cues. It's really impressive. Exactly. It's exactly what, what I, I used to say because it's like driving a car, but without a seatbelt. Oh, you just go and everything has to be good. <laughs> Otherwise, you don't have any other options, like you say, like hands, legs, seat balance or anything. So this is why Shomachiv is so much fun to show. Because at the beginning, I was like, maybe like a lot of rookies who watch uh, Shomachiv, they are like, okay, it's pretty simple. You want to run next to your horse and look pretty. Oh yeah, I can do that. But no, <laughs> the more you do Shomachiv, the more it becomes complicated, right? As you said, you have to know your horse and uh, it has to have the respect of your body, your position and everything. So it's like a little bit like dancers. You have to know your partner by heart, I think. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. I kind of realized that when I started my young one, Because, mm -hmm. um, you know, the moment I realize he doesn't trust me in what I'm doing, he just does stupid things. And I don't mean like spook or anything. He just loses control of his legs and, you know, is kind of like <laughs> totally lost. And that's interesting to see because, as you said, from outside, it looks so easy. In the beginning, I was mm -hmm. like, okay, yeah, that looks like a fun class for novice people, you know? Yeah, exactly. No, it isn't. It, it, no, for sure. But I think it's also in all the classes. If you watch a really nice horsemanship or a really nice reining pattern, you're like, oh, it looks so easy, you know, because it's so much work behind. You have no idea how much work is that, but it looks so easy that everyone can do that. I mean, for every sport, it's the same. But uh, yeah, showmanship is very fun because everyone is saying, okay, I just take my horse and walk my horse. No, yeah. no, no, no. <laughs> no. But what, what actually is your secret to being so good in showmanship? Because, I mean, we've done some articles on the topic in the past and we've talked about it and I always get the feeling that you're really focusing on the details so is that your big secret exactly i think i really i truly believe that uh devil is in the details really for showmanship it's even more i think so like for all the classes i think there is no shortcuts so working and what i love to do is clinics with the best trainers for each classes so maybe We should make the most clinics that we can do and take the things that you like and that works for your horse and just forget the other things, you know? It's, it, there is no magic sticks. <laughs> it, it's more like, yeah, take what you like and try with your horse and then have your little bit, your line or your program. Uh, be consistent and be persistent, passionate and again obsessed with improvement so if if you watch yourself and say okay yeah be, be objective to say that in english objective <laughs> sorry yes, i don't yes. have the word <laughs> yeah yeah it's absolutely correct yeah so so maybe be like a judge for once and look at your class as you would be a judge and say oh okay i really like this part and and take take really advantage of that and say okay I show this next time I show that like oh I show off something you know and take your little weaknesses and say okay we should do it better and maybe maybe we can try something else but um yeah just be aware that devil devil is in the details really for showmanship because at the end it's 
only a horse and uh, a human, right? <laughs> what makes a difference? It's only details at the yes. end. Yes, especially in the in the big and competitive classes, because you you know you see like ten people and you're like, okay, they could all win that, but they, you know, if you make a teeny tiny mistake you're already you know 10th place ninth place you know and exactly that's so crazy to see because i think this event and many others actually as well i think of trail or horsemanship or western riding they have developed so much over the past years and everyone has taken it to such another level and it's kind of cool to see yeah i i love to see that yes but i think when you reach this kind of level like in kreutz For the judges, it's more like some judges like to eat more chicken, and other one, other ones like beef or veal or I don't know, because but it's so much fun to see. Wow, this level is going so high every year. So yeah, I, I think we are pretty lucky to be in this energy right now. Absolutely, absolutely, because I think you know the Europe has always been like a little bit behind the US or at least perceived to be behind the US and I think that's not the case anymore we have so many people that could easily go out and compete in the states like you did and you know could go there and be a serious competition and I think that's kind of cool we have so many talented people and people who work on themselves and take the whole thing to another level yes of course and And what I loved about Europe is that everyone wants to be better every time. You can you can really feel that. So because when you organize a clinic or when, when you do something, it's always somebody who's, oh, I would love to work with this trainer. I would love because I watch him for so many times. So and I think in Europe, yeah, we want to be better and we are getting really better and if you take the top amateur it would be very easy to be finalist at the world show i'm really convinced the only thing is the horses so it's very hard to be there and do a showmanship with a horse that you don't know <laughs> oh yeah so yeah and, that's true uh, yeah i think it's more like a handicap so it's not so easy but at the end um yeah You learn a lot, but it's a little bit frustrating because you know that you are not on your 100% top game. It would be easier with your horse, but yes, like I said, we, we want to be better every time. And I think a lot of Europeans also. So yeah, that's pretty cool. Yes, I love that. Will you and Kenny be at the European Championship next week? Uh, yes, yes. We're going to the European Championship this year. I'm very, very looking forward for that. And uh, I saw yesterday the, the list and it will be a, a really nice level. Really good horses, nice riders. So yeah, it will be fun. Gonna be very fun. I'm looking forward to it. I think it's so cool to have like at least a little bit of normal show season back and i really miss the europeans so i'm looking forward to watching you all in the live stream from home <laughs> so you're not coming uh, at all I, i will be for at least one or two days to do a little bit of work for the show life but i won't mm -hmm. show which is totally okay because we have the suit futurity coming up which is um, actually quite close. So I'm looking forward to that one. And yeah. yeah. So you're going with your horse? Yes. Done. So nice. Yes. So what will you show there? 
the novice and the amateur showmanship. Yes, oh, I'm so looking forward. <laughs> yeah, I'm just doing so it, you that, know, for fun because he's never been somewhere else. Just at his yeah, barn. Yeah, you know, you have to do mice. There's also you have to show him and get used to each other, and uh, so that's pretty cool that you can go there. And as as you said, just being on a horse show, like having a normal life, was <laughs> so much fun. So much fun. We are very lucky. So, yes, so. we are. We are. And I'm super grateful that you joined me for the podcast. Thank you so much. I think many people will be really pleased because I've gotten so many messages to ask you for a podcast episode. So oh. I hope they like <laughs> it. So I loved it. It was a really cool conversation. Thank you so much. And I hope that we will see each other next week. Of course. Thank you so much for your invitation. I really enjoyed it. And uh, thank you for your, your work. You are doing a great job for our industry. So keep going on like this. Thank you so much, Leonie. Thank you.